Welcome back, everybody, to the Etcetera's Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez. I'm joined by the leading scorer in the NBA, my man KD. What up? How you living, man? Live from COVID protocol. How you living? <laughs> Bunker down in quarantine, man. I'm doing good, man. No symptoms. Well, a little couple cough, a little cough here and there, but I'm solid, man. What's going on on your end? You staying safe? Uh, man, I'm trying. One of my one of my best friends got COVID, so I had to run around and make sure I didn't have <laughs> it in my damn self. Um, but uh, thankfully, I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just almost almost like feeling like we got to go back to peak peak uh, pandemic, just lockdown. You know. I know, I know. It's feeling that way, not just for NBA and uh, professional sports. It felt like cases rising every city. Yeah. You know, and I'm hearing so many people are like coming into work or leaving their homes with COVID. Yeah. And, you know, not really speaking up about it. So it's been it's been a crazy time. I mean, because the vaccine came around and we all thought that we'd be in the clear with some of this stuff. And now when the winter come back around, this shit kick up again. So it's weird out here, man. We got to keep uh we got to stay safe and keep our eyes on the prize, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're one of the more socially distanced people I know uh, for a bunch <laughs> of different reasons, right? Like, you just you just yeah. kind of like a homebody I am as well. So because of that, you almost don't even expect it. But, you know, mm-hmm. who, who knows where it could and couldn't have happened at, whether yeah. it's work, yeah. whether it's whatever, you know, it, it, it can pop up anywhere. So do you feel like with – the capacity at these games and some of these cities that don't mandate a vaccine when you come watch some of these players play? I mean, some of these teams play, you think some fans may be passing COVID on to some players? Yeah, I mean, how could you not, right? Like, it's it's. I remember when we first started going back to games, it was like, all right, you get a test across the street and then you could get in. Mm-hmm. And this isn't to criticize, like, their policy, I'm sorry. Half the league was doing this. But you and I know, like, those tests can turn back false positive, false yeah. negative, whatever. Like, those tests, those rapid tests, they they had their own thing about it. And then it was like, if you're in a certain section in the arena, like, you kind of were just able to go. And mm-hmm. and now it's like, yes, you can spread it if you had the vax. So I show you my card at the door, but I still get to get in, and, and neither one of us yeah. knows if I have it and yeah. on and on. So it That's is kind of crazy that, like, all right, you can't go anywhere. You can't do nothing. You can't interact with anybody. But every other night, you're going to come and you're going to run around in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> and, Screaming. And, yeah. And their particles all up in the air. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> and then it's you, a slippery slope. You might end up in the stands, right? Like in your sport. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. or you watch football and, and, and a guy a guy will score a touchdown. He'll jump in the, he'll jump in the crowd. Yeah. And so it's like... I don't know that there's a right or wrong. It's just the risk you take mm-hmm. going back outside anyway. But it is kind of yeah. crazy, like when you think about that one thing. Yeah, it's hard to find a solution. So you're feeling good though. Yeah, yeah, I feel great, man. I feel good. I mean, hopefully, I, I keep feeling this way. I'm still early in this, a couple days in, so we'll see. The joke, be, I joke before you're like the face of COVID for the league. I don't. <laughs> it's kind of messed up to say, but this is now. Third time dealing with this, right? You had twice last year. Yeah. 
That was just contact tracing protocols. Like somebody close to me got it. I didn't have it. But I was like the first person in the world with it (laughs) in 2020. (laughs) And then going through that last year and now this. So, I mean, that's been, it's been, it has infiltrated all our worlds at this point. So, it's now about how we're going to deal with it going forward. So, that's what I, that's what I wanted to kind of wonder as I watch you go through it. It's, It's just part of the process now. Like you could just, lose games you could just you know end up missing games your teammates as well you guys have like the biggest outbreak in the league um you know that's just you that's part of your mental process like yo we could lose a couple guys here and there and this is what it is yeah i mean it probably does help that we all got it you know most of our team got it right now so you know 10 of us got it right now so hopefully we don't run into this again going forward but yeah i mean Coming into the season, you always I thought that this would be it would still be around. I mean, ten guys at once that I didn't picture that, but I still imagine a you know, a few guys around the league would, would catch it, but it feels like it's two or three guys a day now. So hopefully we get it under control. I was talking with some friends and we were just kinda like thinking out loud, what what can the NBA even do? I, I don't know that there's a ton of options. You know, I think they're they're doing the best they can by saying, all right, you can replace guys. All right, you know, they're opening that up a little more. But to ask for a shutdown is like, okay, if we shut down now and there's something like 70 players and you spend two weeks letting those guys get right, but you come back in two weeks and now there's still 50 players. So you lost two weeks of basketball for 20 guys. It's just, it's just the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Is there anything like, as somebody who's deeply involved, you think, like, is there some answers in, that you can see or you're just kind of, like, trusting what they got going on? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if, like, last season we had uh, stricter protocols on what we could do in our home market and what we could do on the road as far as leaving the hotel and leaving your home, if you got caught out, you got a big fine. and You know, so I'm sure they might have to go back to those restrictions on the players for now until we get it under control um, and daily testing, I'm sure. Um, just to kind of keep track of it all. But it's no real solution to any of this. You know, you just try to make adjustments as you go, and hopefully it works out for the best of everybody. But I don't think we should stop the league. I mean, it is pretty weird that we're going through this, but at the same time, as a basketball player, I'm looking at so many guys that get opportunity to actually play in the NBA now because of this. And, you know, it, it's – uh it's an unfortunate situation, but I think the hoops got to keep going on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think there's – you look at somebody like Isaiah Thomas, he, he's working on his road back to the league anyway, but exactly. had this not happened, it would have taken a little longer, and then he hops in and scores mm-hmm. 19 points, and it's like – Exactly. You know, yeah. guys are always it's, looking for – I hate to call this opportunity, but that's the reality of it, right? It's re- opportunity yeah. for some guys. I mean, you just I – mean, we used to guys being out the lineup, but somebody else got to step up anyway. So it's just the same situation. Yeah. So I I think the great fear is, and we'll, thankfully we're able to escape that last year and then the year before with the bubble as well. So, you know, you would hate to have this happen in May, right? And it decides mm-hmm. second round of the playoffs because we use mm-hmm. we lose X player for game six or something. So you know, hopefully by then they have something figured out, or you know, guys are more dialed in and, and, and being more restrictive themselves. And and then we, yeah. we don't have to have that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm with you, like, better now than later, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to work through it and figure it out. It's like everybody else. 
that's it. We'll be all right. We'll figure it out. The other big news with you and your team, obviously, is our guy, the first guest on the show we ever had, Kyrie Irving. He's coming back in some capacity. I think it yeah. kind of like remains to be seen, and he ends up in protocol right away too. So we still we're gonna wait even longer a little bit now to find out. But tell me, so we can sell the fans. How that goes down, um, or what you know of it as it's happening, because I know you guys are close, and yeah, you know how how does this come about, and and how is it different than what we had in like in October, you know, where it seemed like everybody said we're just gonna wait and we're gonna see later. Yeah, I mean, with us getting ravaged by COVID, um, you know, and us being down so many bodies. You know, it was felt felt like the perfect time to add a, a fresh body back into the equation. You know, somebody that can bring so much to the floor. Like we just needed it, and um, you know, and I think that was just the most important thing is that we needed more bodies out there, and we needed we could definitely, you know, adding Kyrie to the equation just makes us so much better as a team. And he was down, we were down. It was pretty simple to be honest. It was really like that. Like we need more <laughs> bodies, bring Kyrie on. <laughs> I know you and I had talked at one point last month, and I kind of like – I stay out of most of this stuff for the most part, but I was like, yo, so Kai comes back. How does everybody feel? And you were like resounding, like I think open arms for everybody. Everybody's waiting to see him. Yeah, I mean, we 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 wish this would have happened way earlier, but there was a lot that was going on with the start of the season. And, you know, it's kind of like a pause in the season right now, so you kind of re- reevaluate some stuff and – just felt like it was the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, we all professionals, though, man. We yeah. understand what it's like, <laughs> you know, in this business. And crazy, crazy things have happened in this business, trades and leases, and, you know. So you get new teammates, and we understand what that's like. So I don't think it would be you hear about the quote-unquote chemistry and all of this <laughs> extra mental stuff that you may go through if this will happen. But at the end of the day, it's just hoops, and we respect each other as men. So. We can work through anything. What's lost sometimes with the way I guess Kyrie is portrayed? He's one of the more well liked guys around the league. You know, just mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've never heard a player speak ill of him, whether it be his game or just him. And mm-hmm. I think that's easy to lose. I, you kind of get mixed up into this a lot, and I watch it. I watch it as your friend and a fan of what you do, and it's like everything gets put off on you, but. I feel like we all kind of go through this situation where, yeah, some of our best friends, we don't see eye to eye on everything. Or we don't agree on everything. That doesn't mean I don't respect them. That doesn't mean they're not your friend anymore. And so it's just, what's that like for you going through that like in the public and you're literally being questioned about this by strangers as you show up to work? Like, you know, that that's, that's weird for you or you've become used to that after being in this league as long as you have? See, the thing is like, we had conversations amongst each other, you know, as human beings first. I mean, obviously, the basketball piece is a huge part of what we do, but we talk to one another as men, and we check up on one another and see how we're doing outside of the game, too. So, like, for Kyrie to make a decision based on what he wanted to do with his life, I had to separate, like, damn, I want to play basketball with you, though. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, yo, go ahead, do what you need to do. And figure out what you need to figure out for you personally, because this is a personal thing. You know what I'm saying? So I was battling that, like, yo, I love you as a human, but I want to hoop with you too. You know what I mean? So 
I think he heard both, you know, he, he felt both sides for me and how much I supported what he wanted to do, but he also seen, you know, where I was coming from as far as just wanting to play ball with him, you know, not trying to, you know, uh, convince him to do anything, but just let him know how much I enjoy playing with him. And, uh, you know, so when it comes to everybody else having a conversation or about our relationship, it just never really meant much because I know we, we we kept it there and we, we stayed in contact through it all. Yeah, I mean, you know, you what you guys have goes beyond basketball. So, you know, getting mixed up in basketball with that, it's yeah. – yeah, that's just not – I mean – I'm excited to see him back on the court. I think the league is in a very interesting place where we lost like a year of Steph Curry a few years back, lost a year of you a few mm-hmm. years back, lost big, uh, lost long stretches of time with uh, LeBron, and and yeah. we've just like not had the league all the way together. Kawhi, like yeah, it's a lot of guys that've been out for long periods of time. Yeah, Kawhi as well. You're right, and 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 it, the list goes on and on. Like not to to single out those guys, so. Anytime we get as many of these guys back on the court as we can, just as a basketball fan, it's like, yeah, let's let's see as much Kyrie as we can. And, yeah, I mean, hopefully by the time playoffs come and all that's sorted out and, yeah, we can, we can begin the road to this parade, you know? So Yeah, I always figured it would work itself out whenever it's time. Yeah, that was – I mean, in our private convos, you were always optimistic. Like, you know, didn't, yeah. know, didn't know how it would get there. Didn't, like – feel strongly either way about how it gets there but it was like you know i just i see it working out like somehow you know it's gonna work out somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, i mean because you were that way I, I was the same way i was like right, well if kev trusted then we're gonna see you know we'll be ready by may then we're ready so for sure So what you been up to as of late? You won a player of the week. I always crack up with an award like player of the week for a guy who's won MVPs. And like, <laughs> I don't know what they send, but that has to be like wherever they sent it. Like it's in a box somewhere. What do you do with that piece of paper? Like, <laughs> But you're in the middle of an incredible stretch of ball. I believe you're the first player to ever score 50 and then have a 30 point triple double the next day. Um you know, so you had this interruption, but like, how are you feeling about the season just all together? It's been up and down. And, and we've had yeah. – I joked before, like, I don't often see you upset at the losses. I've seen you upset at the losses this year, so I know you're locked in. And so how you feeling about how everything's going for you guys? I mean, it's a – it's been an up and down season as far as, uh, you know, trying to figure out our identity as a group, where the lineups work. And that usually happens when you got a new team and you just put them together. Um uh, but it's been fun, man. It's it's fun figuring that shit out every day. It's fun coming into work with dudes who enjoy the hoop. You know what I mean? Who just like working on their games, like going out there and, and producing. You know what I'm saying? I think we got a lot of guys on that team that got that mindset. So it's been fun, man. It's been fun. And then on top of that, just going out there and showcasing what I can do every night and feeling like feeling in a good place physically and mentally, man. It's been it's been a great year. So I just want to keep it going, man, because I hate these pauses. I hate missing games for anything. And, you know, so hopefully we keep this momentum that we were on because the last few games were pretty solid for us. Yeah, I, I I teased you because I said, yo, I think you're sharper now than you've ever been. And you're like, chill out. I've, I've been sharp. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, but, like, watching you drop 51 was kind of crazy, like, 
it was one of those games where like where it's easy you like yo James is out like you're gonna have to shoot 40 times you're yeah. gonna score 50 but yo, then your ass goes and scores 50 but I think you left 60 on the floor dog I think I definitely <laughs> did because I went to stretch in the fourth quarter where I missed like five good shots in a row like they was like in and outs and I was just I was so pissed off at myself because <laughs> after the game I'm like yo I left too many easy ones on the board um that game and that's how I usually look at every game like the shots that I missed could I have made those if I was a little bit more locked in yeah and I felt I felt like that in the third uh I know in the fourth where I'm like ah, I could have been a little bit more locked in like I I made so many shots in that third I'm like now I'm about to start having fun and usually when I do that out on the floor you know when it's time to win I fuck I fuck up my I throw myself off a little bit so I felt that in the fourth quarter uh, but I was able to lock back in real quick and get to the 50. In his group, we're in his group chat, and I remember the timeout, and I'm like, if he don't come out this timeout and shoot, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hot. Like we, we're gonna have to clown him when he get back here later. And then, but you came out immediately, you know, had to play red for you, made a bucket. I was like, all right. And there we if go. I would have called for a pick and roll, they would have for sure trapped me. So I'm like, no, let me just run <laughs> and go to my spot before they come over here. So yeah, I'm I'm glad we finished that game off because cause Detroit they play so hard, like they don't stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could be up 20 points, 15 points, and no matter who on the floor, they're gonna keep playing. You know, and they got into got back into the game fast on us. Yeah, after they did. We jumped out early, so I wasn't planning on like. I don't plan. I don't plan anything before games, but as I seen that game develop, I'm like, damn, this might be a big night for me. Yeah, it was. It was fun seeing that. I mean, you've had you've had a few big games this year. We went to, I went to Minnesota. You had a nice game that that night. Had a nice yeah. dagger that night. We talked after that, and one of the things you said that kind of tripped me out was how much you're enjoying like just the grind of a season. And mm-hmm. I would think 15 years in. It'd be like sick of this shit, you know. <laughs> like, yo, oh, just get me to, just get me to April, just get me to May. But like, you, you, you explain to me and our friend Pierce, like, you just love the NBA life. You love playing. You love traveling with the guys. You love seeing your boys after the game. You love, you know, your your friends in town. It's like, yo, I need two. And like, was it always that way for you? Because I know, obviously, this is the dream. But was it always like, did you have to develop this love of this grind? No, I'm uh no, I wouldn't say develop the love for it. I um I had to get used to the routine in order for me to understand it a little bit more. But once I did that, which was like after my fourth year, third year in the league, I understood what my rhythm was out here. It was just like it's fun. It's fun doing this every day. It's like I, I this this is what I feel like I should be doing, you know, with my time, you know, working on my game as a basketball player and traveling around the country playing in games in front of fans, like Simply put, that's where I should be in life right now, you know? So when I get a chance to invite other people into my world too, it makes me feel even better. So my friends come out, we hang out before and after games, and they kind of see what my routine and style is. Like, that makes me feel even better too. So, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be here at this point in time and to be healthy and playing. And, and I try to take advantage of every moment, you know, because this shit could be over fast. I'm 33. Like, <laughs> I can remember when I just got into the league, you know, so I don't want to. And it happened so fast when getting to this point. So let's try to enjoy every moment. Yeah, I said before, you know, if the way you're able to focus but also remain even kill, I think that's the most impressive thing, getting close to you and seeing your process. It's like you care, not in, not out basis, but then you're able to, I have like I, what I would say the proper amount of like detaching, 
before you hop yeah. back in. And like, you even like tease me before, like, cause I'm like, yeah, man, lock in. You're like, what you mean? Like, I'm ready. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, cause I be, I be on, a, I be in a group chat literally like three minutes before the game start. <laughs> yeah, I be like, yo, bro, lock in. I'm like, yo, this is my routine, my G. Just watch me. You know? So yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And when you find your rhythm in this shit, and anything you do, for real, for real, yeah. when you find your rhythm in it, it's just it's just way more fun. Because at, at the at the core of it all, you love what you, you know. I love what I do, so I love hooping. You know, once so once I figure out everything else in between that, I fill in the blanks, and that's how I get to this point. I do think it's kind of ironic. It's it's you and. Steph at the top of the league. Well, that's the narrative. I know there's other guys that are playing really well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Jokic. There's a lot of guys. But every day they had Giannis. these – Giannis as well, of course, yeah. And every day they had these MVP convos, and it's, it's you and Steph. And every night yeah. we're looking at you passing each other and the points the points lead. What's it like for you watching that, you know, having obviously spent the time with them and then, you know, you guys are competitors. So you, I know you're looking across across the league and going, yo – Come on, Steph. I got you. Keep up. <laughs> See, nah, it ain't even. It ain't even. It ain't even like that. Cause I know these people just want to put me and my teammates against each other. Like that's always been a thing since you know when I was at OKC. You know, it was Katie and Russ, and who's better and who's more impactful. And then same with Steph. And you know, I'm sure they're gonna be looking to do it here in Brooklyn. So I don't really get involved in too much into that. You know, and, and the competition comes from when we actually on the floor with one another and trying to actually you know, be the best that I can in each possession. That's when the competition competition creeps in. But for the most part, when I watch and look at these dudes around the league, I'm just like, I'm fans for one. And if they have a great showing, it's just like, you know, I got to match that greatness every night too. You get what I'm saying? So they holding me to a higher standard watching these guys. You know, I can't slip with some of the guys that's playing in the league today, you know, because I want to stay in that, you know, tier guys as well. You know what I mean? So it's more motivation when I watch these other guys than like, let us let me compete with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, I mean, I, to further dead the, the, the competitive whatever between you and Steph, uh, when he, he he broke the three point record, which is like, I don't want to say his crowning achievement, but I get why he was so into it. I was kind of surprised that he did emote in the way he did, and it was a thing. But I get it too because like he's that guy. He's the he's the shooter guy. <laughs> like that's the whole point of what he does. But you you he he broke it in New York, and you stop by. You stop by. You know, congrats. Say what's up. Yeah, um, I mean that's a. Anytime you could break an NBA all-time record, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, especially something significant as a three-point shot, like, yeah, I understood his emotion, you know, and then he has, like, let's say, let's say he got seven, eight more years of yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to shatter it, and it'll never be broken again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and so that's a, you know, when you start thinking about all of that stuff, that can make you emotional, so... It happened to somebody. I was leaving my house, about to go grab some food somewhere else, and some people outside, like, yo, Steph across, around the corner. Steph across the street, I mean. Steph across the street. I'm like, damn, really? All right, let me go say what's up. <laughs> I happened to run into him, and uh, it was cool to see It was cool to see everybody from the Warriors and Steph and, you know, kind of be in on that celebration a little bit because I got a couple assists in there too, you know, so. Cinderella, <laughs> so, um, <Sandra> right? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, – it's a, I mean, it's impressive for somebody to do it in that amount of games and 
to see the journey he's still on at this point, man, you, you got to respect it. So I went that night and it was, I'd never been to the garden and it was as electric as I'd imagine it would be. Steph, man, it doesn't matter. Road home. He, 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 he travels with the crowd, man. And it's, Yo, uh, it's it, ridiculous. Like they clowning <laughs> us, they was clowning us in the Barclays for, uh, for the amount of Steph Curry fans is in there. I'm like, yo, do you not see him in every arena? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? It's just, it, like, it's just the Barclays arena where he get MVP chants and cheers after that, you know, after he hit five threes in a row. It's just always going to be like that. That's who he is. That's what he attracts. So, to, I mean, I can't even imagine how it was being in there. Was it loud after every time he shot the ball? So, Mind you, he's two off. So every time he touches the ball from from the, t- it's like everybody's standing up. It's like yo. <laughs> so I missed the first one, right? I'm in the aisle, and you know they don't let you in right away. You gotta wait mm-hmm. to dead ball. It's like yo, if he hits two in a row, it'd be hot because we'll see him from the stairs, right? So they hits the first one, they let us in. All right, cool. Gets to my seat, he gets the ball as I'm kind of walking through the aisle, and it, and it does it again. The whole arena, mind you, he has the ball like. They took it out to him. He's he's dribbling up the court. The whole arena stands up. It's like he might just shoot half court. Like, but it was like it was a crazy energy. And then I believe Tibbs called a timeout, gave him his time. And me as a dad, he runs over to his dad, gives him the ball. I'm like, oh, I'm getting choked up, right? It was it was just a dope moment for him. And he it, like Draymond's dapping him up. He's giving him all kind of love. And then they give him a yeah. moment because to sit there and kind of soak it in. And then raise across the court court side he goes and says what's up so i've never seen no kind of like ceremony like that in person and then it to be in the garden it was crazy it was crazy i mean it's there's always energy when steph's in the arena period but mm-hmm. obviously a historic mm-hmm. night I, I feel i did feel bad like i'm watching the game from my seat because you're playing the raptors and you're having quite the game <laughs> and people are game. clouding me like damn you didn't go see your boy and i'm like yo i know he got it it's cool i know he got it history is being made <laughs> Triple double overtime. Nice, nice night for you as well. Nice night for New York basketball, man. It's, it's, there's yeah. just an energy to all that right now, and it's dope to see as you know as a fan from where I'm sitting. So, yeah, shout out to Steph, man. It's it's dope seeing that. I mean, you have my MVP vote as of now, but he's also playing, amazing. which means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm sure he has his boys MVP vote too. So it's cool, but yeah, I mean, you know, the people were saying on Twitter that you guys had linked up. I'm like, oh shit, that's. That's the thing that's out there. But, I mean, why not? You know, why not? Yeah. And, yeah, and it looked man. like he enjoyed himself. Some of the pictures leaked to him walking out of the spot. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, young boy had himself a night. I get it. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> so, what else you been up to, man? I know you're locked down now. I know you're on the, uh, the 2K. I know you're on man. the horizon. I know you. I'm mad in. right now because I'm like the only one in the world that hasn't seen Spider Man. <laughs> and, and I can't go to the movie theater right now to go see it and not on streaming services yet. So, but I keep hearing about it and all all the group chats that I'm in, everybody is having <laughs> dialogue about it. So, would you, would you, without giving any spoilers away, what you think? I thought it was amazing. Like, I walked out. So, mind you, I went solo, right? Because. Our friend Johnny, he goes with his girl that night. Shout out to Johnny. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, what up, John? My girl didn't want to go. And so my other friend in New York, he's just like- She didn't want to go see Spider-Man? 
That's crazy. That's crazy. My other New York friend, he he can't. I can't just go to the movies. You can't just. You know, <laughs> I, although I will say, I can, man. <laughs> I will say, I can. That's what I'm about to say. Like I just saw uh, Kim Kardashian was at like a, mo- a random movie theater in. Staten Island. So you can go to the theater, dog. I mean, yeah, no, I can't. Not for about ten days, but you can go to the theater. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta shake this vid, but after that, I can go. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not missing it. I'm trying to go in the afternoon. I'm trying to uh, text spoilers to the homies. So I'm going. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought, uh, you know, I I walked out and said, "Yo, best comic book movie ever," and then settled down a little bit. It's like top three. Really. But it was fire. I mean, I can't wait till you see it. Is um, how was the crowd in the in the theater? We definitely had like one of them cheering crowds and all that. Yeah. I don't mind, <laughs> right? If it's if it's I not like all that. day, it's cool. It's like an experience. But yeah. I definitely got to go see it again, like with this with the quiet crowd and you can just like yeah. really lock in. But we definitely had like they were on point with every every one of the moments too. So like every moment that's kind of like some fan service is just. They're screaming, they're clapping. I'm like, all right, hold. They're, they're still talking. Be quiet, be quiet. I gotta check it out. Nah, it was cool. It was a dope experience. Um, I hadn't seen a crowd. I mean, shit, we haven't had movie theaters in a while. But I know it, it reminded me of like it reminded me of like Endgame. Like it was everybody mm-hmm. was just locked mm-hmm. in. So you gotta get out there and see it, man. I mean, we got some we got some movies coming out on streaming that I do want to see. Uh, The Matrix. Oh yeah, I heard I heard that's a more comedy. The Matrix, yeah, what? it's more, yeah, it's more a comedy than anything. I heard it's funny, but we'll see. I can't wait to see that one either. Uh, Leo got a new movie coming out on Netflix with hella people in it. I gotta see that. Let me see what I got on Apple TV right now. Yeah, you've been on that joint heavy. Heavy. I didn't watch everything on here now, especially the last <laughs> few days. I feel like that's most of our combos these days. Yo, we we finna watch. We finna watch. What you? Yeah. See, I watched. I watched that uh, Venom uh, versus Carnage. I watched Shang Chi, and I watched this co- this movie called The Card Counter. You heard about that one? Nah, what's that? It's detailing the card counting business. It's a it's card counter. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's a card. It's counter. a doc. No, it's a movie. Oh, yeah, I gotta see. It's eighty five percent Rotten Tomatoes too. Yeah, I gotta see this. I I did like Shang Chi. No, nah, it was fire. Yeah, I was kind of mad I missed it in theater because the action was good. It was like cool little story. We were saying this earlier. Like I'm pretty simple when it comes to movies. You just gotta entertain me for two hours. I don't need it. Just to be don't be corny. Like anything. Else, like anything yeah. outside of that is like I'm cool with. Like give me a couple of fighting scenes and we can call it a day. As long as I just keep. I want to watch some shit. I don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> scrolling and like ah oh, that ain't good enough. Nah, it's, I give anything a chance. To be honest. You're like one of them pause and rewind people too. You, oh yeah, it it take your ass three hours to watch a two hour movie. I'm, I'm more. I got subtitles in it now, so it's a little. It's been. A oh, little that's helping. You watch movies with subtitles? Yeah, I watch uh like Narcos and uh, Squid Games. Like you have to watch with subtitles. You have to. Yeah. And so no voiceover. And so, Squid nah, Game, no voiceover, straight. Nah, I feel like you don't have like the real emotion. Yeah, when you got that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I feel you. Did you like Squid Games? I love Squid Game, and I and I was one of the guys that's like, man, why everybody. Gassing this fucking show. <laughs> and then I watched the first episode and I was like, oh my goodness. The first game had me had me roped in. I was I was I was hooked after that. Nah, that joint where they I seen people doing this at like their parties and stuff, where they chiseled a little shape out of the Yeah. Cookie. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Where do you come up with this shit at? Like <laughs> I think I'd be nice in the squid games though. Like I think I'd no, be No for with that pressure <laughs> on your back, 
Oh, the dude sitting over me with that big revolver? <laughs> Yo, I watch the challenge on MTV and they just do shit like that. And it's not life or death. I think I'll be straight. I think I'll be good to go. What what are you listening to? It's been a nice year for music. What do you what do you plan? I was gonna ask you about that. Uh let's dive into that Roddy album right now. What you think? Favorite songs? I like it a lot. I know I know it's some people aren't as excited. And I know I look biased because we just talked to him. Shout out to Roddy for that, though. It went, you know, shout that out went to super Roddy, dope. And, part of the fam. Yeah, the alumni is what we call them. Yeah. I, uh, but no, nah, I love the album. I uh, The joint that has Jamie Foxx at the end and Fire. the joint with Lil Baby. They're so crazy. Joint with Takeoff, Kodak. Yeah. Kodak uh, went crazy on it. Five of yo. Five of yo, man. He's just so nice. He, don't, he ain't missed in a while. Fabio is just so every time I hear his shit I just want to feel like I'm like I'm like a Brooklyn drill like I don't even know how to do the dance but I just be in my seat just like moving like one of them like he's just so nice with it like he taking that drill shit is Fabio got it he got it man yo he performed at one of your games I think it was the Wolves game him and Lil Kim yeah he did and he hopped out and killed it like he went crazy with it he's just a star I remember meeting him rolling loud before all of this, even 2019 Rolling Loud, I was still injured. And he only had that one song out. And I guess it was just, this girl was just like, I guess he, she, she, I wouldn't say found him, but she was, I guess she was just trying to help him out or whatever. I was like, who the hell is this kid with 20 people on stage, but the song <laughs> is fire, the dances is crazy, the ad libs is sick, like, bow, yeah. hey, hey. I'm like, damn, who is this dude? So I met him. And all he kept doing was like, Sam was like, viral, viral, going viral, everything viral. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, he got it. He know what he's doing. And then to see him elevate right now, I mean, shh, man, I'm happy for him. I want to see him. I want to see where he could take it. But he he killed it on Roddy's album. Nah, he absolutely did. He killed on Kanye's album, too. It's a lot mm-hmm. of people's favorite verse of the year. Like, you mm-hmm. wouldn't expect that. Yeah. I remember the first time we went like out, we went to Duce Palooza at Barclays. And he performed there. Remember that? Oh, yeah, he did. He, I he ran, about that one. And he ran a song like that. I remember I was like, yo, what is this? You're like, yo, this is Fabio Four. And, and he ran the song like three, four times. And it was that like. song so hard. He, yeah, he was running it back. That was his only joint at that point. Yeah, he killed it. Like, he, he had to run mm-hmm. it back. It was his only shit. He mm-hmm. killed it. So, like, ever since then, I've been, like, checking on him. And being out here, mm-hmm. anytime you hear any of that shit when you're outside, it's like, oh. Uh, yeah. That's their shit. Nah, for real. Him and, that's the essence out here. Him and Pop Smoke. I didn't I didn't get Pop Smoke until I went out in New York City, some dingy <laughs> ass club, and was like, ah, <laughs> this is why they do this. <laughs> so it was Man, like that. Oh um, Peter Pop. I listened to Ross album. I enjoyed that. What'd you think? I feel like Ross, like he could do that in his sleep. Yeah. You get him the luxurious so kind of soulful joints he can he can make 10 of those tomorrow you know i think i think ross has the thing where we have hold him in such high regard and it's like we hold him against that at every time but then we do it with drake too so this wasn't Mm. 10 rich off cocaines it wasn't so it didn't hit like that you know this wasn't 10 teflon dons Mm -hmm. so i judged it a certain Mm -hmm. way i had to come back later maybe i'll enjoy it more do you uh, care about record sales? Nah. Shout out Cam because he he loves that shit. I don't. It's just so <laughs> like weird now, record sales, right? I don't I listen to artists that 
like people don't know about, you know. And yeah. So it doesn't bother me. I mean, you look at somebody yeah. like uh, Draco, who just passed a few days ago, and somebody I come to really, really enjoy in the last year and change, and his impact, like, he, he probably don't have one plaque, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But his impact is so big in his city and beyond. It doesn't matter. So I don't really trip on that. I, so when I seen yeah. that Ross did whatever he did, I think it was what like 30,000. 30? Yeah. I was like, if the music sounds good and you got a good brand, then that's really all that matters to me. Yeah. So I, I, I'm i not with it. One thing you put me on, this Travis Scott song, Mafia? Yeah. Dog. That's the one, bro. You kept telling me to play that. I finally played it in the gym. I must have listened to that shit 15 times. That's one of my favorite <laughs> Travis songs I ever heard. I was I was like, yo, I was asleep. I was asleep on that when he dropped that. Is that Cole on there too? Is Cole? I thought it was, right? It's got to be. Is that Cole? Unless it's just Travis with like- Them bars were sounding real Cole-ish at the end. Like, you know what I mean? It was, that song is just perfect. What about uh, Drake versus Kanye? Not versus, but versus- Man, <laughs> how'd you feel that night, man? I started off the night. I felt I felt like we were going to get a classic, like B sides, yeah, from both of them. Where Drake was going to do Club Paradise, Days in the East type vibe. Ye did some did a lot of his old stuff, so I thought he got to set the tone, but. You know, I mean, Drake performed his hits, 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 still go. Yeah. But as a fan, selfishly not knowing anything about the show, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Not knowing the format or what they talked about, I'm thinking that he going to play more old stuff. And I was looking forward to that, and it didn't happen. I wouldn't say I was disappointed because anytime Drake performs, it's still fire. But I wanted to hear him blow the top off that stadium with the old joints. Yeah, so – when Kanye does All Falls Down and then Flashing Lights, and I don't know how much, I'd imagine they coordinated quite a bit, but when you're in rehearsals and he's rehearsing Flashing Lights, you got to go, oh, all right, I got to get cameras out the bag, you know? I got to get, I got to get connect out the bag. I got to get. So were you to approach this like a, almost like a versus if you were. I was as a fan. As a fan, I'm yeah, like, me too. Oh, me too, me too, me too, me too. It's a little mini verses. They're going to go song for song. Now, it, I'm thinking that too. I mean, I understand you know I mean? like- In a fun, competitive way, I yeah, think yeah, they yeah. want to do that. And I think they're at a good place where it can be a fun, competitive way. But I understand, yeah. like, looking back, I understand the nature of, they just had a different show in mind than us. Exactly. And I appreciate him doing No Friends in the Industry to Kanye in person. <laughs> That's like- <laughs> That amount of pettiness, <laughs> that amount of pettiness will always excite me. But yeah, I mean, as a Drake stand, I definitely walked away like, Lord knows it's right there, bro. Like, <laughs> cool <laughs> love with a hit. Energy was right there, bro. Had a hit. He killed hit it though. He killed it. It was dope seeing Knife Talk. I, I take him at his word what what he said. I haven't been here in a while. I want y'all to hear the new shit. And yeah. I do the new shit. And I love that album, so it's cool, but like Me too. Feel no ways. It was right there, man. He could have did the he could have did the Tyler set that he never got to do. But what if? Like that we just <laughs> we can just always ask what if. He he had to yeah, know. But I'm sure he's so calculated. I know he knew. Like there was gonna be a little bit of like, oh man. But Kanye killed it. 
Kanye killed it. I mean, he's he 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 killed it. Both of them killed it. They absolutely see, both killed it. Yeah. But to see Kanye go back and do some of his old stuff was 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 definitely dope. You think Drake will ever have a show where he performs some of that old like you know B sides type stuff? I'm very curious because Hove did two B side shows, right? And Hove is always mm-hmm. Hove. And so I wonder if Drake one. I don't know where he'd do it. Maybe OVO Fest, but. I don't think he could just do a tour of that. No, it couldn't be. A, it's got to be a couple one-off shows, huh? Like a real curated night type of thing, right? And that's the word, too. It's, he has so many joints. I guess he would trust like 40 to do this in Noel. But who picks that list of the of the 40, joints? Ali, Noel, Fuge. I mean, because he, he can go so deep in the joints. Like, he can go back so far gone. He can do... I just knew they were going to do like a Say You Will medley. And they didn't, and that that hurt. Yeah, my soul. I, I knew he was going to transition. I to just that. knew it. Right? I just, I just knew it. Um, but well, I mean, we might have to make a forty song playlist of like B side Drake and just drop it on the pod. That'll be to- fire. Just, just like I think the thing for Drake is, it has to be time. It has to be the right place to do that. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. I'm mm-hmm. always amazed that they remember these songs because you know he made these yeah, ten years ago type shit. But uh, yeah. I think it would be dope. Maybe OVO Fest, whenever that does come back. Maybe that is the place for that. I mean, but CLB was just so big, man. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta perform them joints. Which I, I get a hundred percent, completely. So it's like he explained it on stage, and I got it. But mm-hmm. yeah, Kanye did father stretch my hands. Like Kanye would be doing that till he's seventy. You know, in arenas would be going crazy for father stretch my hands. You can't miss with that. A gray and old Kanye doing father stretch my hands. <laughs> I, I need to see it. So yeah, I mean it was it was I remember telling you, like, it's kind of amazing that this show even happened. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. that. That's the kind of shit yeah. when you're a little kid and you're like, yo, if Tupac and Biggie did a concert, it'll yep. look like th-. but we actually saw it. So I'm like three oh, months man. earlier we wouldn't have never even fathomed that happening, you know? Yeah. So to see it come together. When he dropped No Friends in the Industry, it, I didn't think they'd ever be on the same show, on the same stage together ever. So You think Drake could perform uh, 7 a.m. on tour? Yo, I hope so. Because I felt like that's one of the first, like, is that a diss record? Like, would you call that a diss record? Shit, I call a lot of Drake songs diss records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mob Ties. Like, uh, yeah. He got a lot of them joints. But, you know, I don't know if you remember, but. At one point, he basically said, "Yo, I'm not doing back to back no more." You know, yep, shout I out to that. Meek. So, this those songs are such a big part of this album. I can't see him doing them, not doing them, and there weren't like direct disses. Yeah, so you it could have been for anybody. You got to get that. You got to get that off. I mean, I want to see him do what's the joint? Not pipe down. What's the other one? Um, race my mind. That's the joint. Do that. Do that, Lofty. You do that. I got to hear that joint in the stadium Yo, or arena. I'm sorry. They played that at Rich's birthday at about three in the morning. I played that. <laughs> it was I you. I did that. I was on the aux and did that, okay? It, it was <laughs> about three in the morning. It was time to go home. And that shit came on. I was like, oh, we, we got to wait about mm, six more yes. minutes. <laughs> and so uh, mm. Elliot Wilson's there. And me and Elliot Wilson been jabbing about Jay and Drake for I don't know how long. And I grabbed him on his shoulders and I said, I told you, he's the goat. Oh yeah, I heard you. I he's heard the you. Goat. I heard you say that. <laughs> I was right you know, there. I was like, he is telling. 
<laughs> he is telling the truth. And so yeah, he got to do that when 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 the tour comes around, man. So I'm, but yeah, going back to it, like it would be. I think it'd be dope for them to tour. I wonder if they would ever do that. You know, they seem to be at a better place, but like that would be the craziest tour we ever saw. Wow, that would have to be straight stadiums. It had to be. It had to be something major, major like something, that. Something like yeah. I mean, wow, that'd be so crazy. That'd be the biggest tour in the last what? Shit, since Watch the Throne. Yeah, it's exactly what it would be, you know. So I mean, I that's what I like about the fact that they even linked up. It's, it opens up all these possibilities. Now they can do music. Now they can do. Yeah, I was about to say. I want to hear the music now. Like I know they're cooking up some. You stuff. know that. You know they had to have locked in, or they will. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fun. So yeah. going forward, looking to get you back on the court. What is? Are you kind of like in pace yourself mode? As you go through this mm-hmm. marathon season, like, you know, we're not getting game five, Kevin, every night. I mean. But that's not to say you're not giving, like, maximum effort, you know? Yeah, I'm doing what's required. Yeah. You know, some games require me to go like that, you know, where I got to dictate the whole game myself. Some games may not require that. It's a team game. Sometimes it may be Camp Thomas night, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta be ready for anything, but I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm after games. I'm. I'm leaving it all out there for sure. I don't feel like I'm like coasting, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you told us something the other day about using your length on defense as a way to kind of conserve a little bit and like mm-hmm. just better manage your energy on that side of the court because it's gigantic wingspan. You might as well, and I just think. You know, watching the course of the season and you know the real prizes in six months. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, how you manage that. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's just like understanding that, that you know, there's a, long, there's a lot more of this to go. Yeah, most of it is mental. I mean, I'm still working on my body and, you know, recovering the way I should after games. But when you get to – when you play for a six- to eight-month season, it's like how long can you mentally, you know, take being – you know, at the top of your game. How long can you do it? You know, more so than physically. So, once my mind stay in it, I like, you know, you know, I told you, I like getting up every day doing this shit. So, I feel like I'll be, I'll be straight once that time come, you know, as long as my body in a good place. I mean, you look ready. You look sharp. I mean, I'm enjoying what you mentioned earlier, too, just the process of watching you as a team figure it out and just little like adjustments day by day and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. figuring out the best way to play with James, figuring out the best way to play with the young boys now who have gotten a lot of run. So just all of that. You're seeing it in real time too. So it's a little sweeter when you're seeing, you know, how seeing little small ways, adjustments that we got better, the subtleties in our games. You're seeing it a little closer now. That's the beauty of the sport, man. It's the development over a season. And then it starts all over the next season. You got to start from ground zero to build back up. Like that's the that's the fun part of it all. So your guys' roster has been so in flux. You've missed Joe for some time. Obviously, miss Kyrie, miss Clax. You work the young guys in as you work as you do all that. So I think this type of stuff pays off later. Because who knows? You might need you might need Cam uh, game three mm-hmm. in Boston. You know, you guys are dragging, and he comes provides a spark or whoever it is. And and yep. they'll have the reps from earlier in the season. So yep. before- yeah, they can lean on some of that stuff. So yeah, man. Shit. Valuable time, man. All of this stuff is gonna work out for the best. Are you a are you a resolution guy? A New Year's resolution? This will be coming out right <laughs> nah. before. 
Nah. <laughs> I always understood, like, this day, I'm just changing my ways. Like, this, <laughs> this Thursday, I'm, just, this I'm new locked year, in. I'm locked into everything. Forget about everything that I did before and just be a brand new person. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah you see, you see, focused, locked into what you got going on. So, we're going to check in with you a little more often. And I'm just excited to see the progress of the court and hopefully get you back on the court soon and keep your ass uh, socially distanced so you stay on the court. (laughs) (laughs) I got about five more days till I'm out there. Six more days, man. So send me good vibes. You know how many screenshots I get sent to me? It's like, yo, are you cool? It's like, I've been around Kevin in like a week. I think I'm straight. But there's a lot of that. So let it go, you I'm cool. I passed my test. I'm good. I'm boosted. I'm all that good stuff. But yeah, man. Good boost. Always good to check in <laughs> with you. And we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this again. You stay up, you stay healthy, and you've played on a ton of Christmas Day games. Is that game special to you? Do you get do you get up for that one at least? Do you get to say, you know? Or you're like, yo, I really could be with the family right now and chilling. It's grumpy Kev at that point. Mm, <laughs> a couple Christmas games is for sure. Like, damn, I wish I was at home. <laughs> <laughs> then a few, then a few of them. I was excited to be there, but nah. I mean, it's always good to play on Christmas, and but it's it's better being around your family and taking in that energy, though. You know, I love the game for sure, but I love being around my fam around this time. Christmas is one of my favorite times, yeah. but for them to watch me and be able to showcase my talents on TV on a national stage, especially being in LA, that would have been even sweeter. Yeah. I don't think I did a Christmas in LA. Never played on Christmas in the Staples, so. so yeah, that was I was looking forward to that. You played in a lot of people consider the greatest Christmas game ever. That Cleveland game. Did Richard Jefferson foul you, or you just clumsy motherfucker? And- yeah, he stepped on my he stepped on my <laughs> foot, but I wouldn't have called that a foul. It was just a, but he for sure stepped on my foot. He was scared <laughs> that I was gonna knock that shot down, so he was playing overly aggressive. That was a great game, though. Oh, it was a crazy game. It was a crazy game. I remember talking big shit. That Kyrie shot was insane. Uh, LeBron dunking on and hanging on the rim for 10 minutes. The whole fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. Like, I used to tweet that every now and then, like, uh, you know, be, be arguing about you, the Warriors, the Cavs, you, LeBron. It'd be like, yeah, but look at this. Because y'all are making the craziest faces in that picture. It's like, the fuck did this guy come from? But... It was a great play by Kyrie. I don't know if everybody remembers exactly how that dunk went down, but Kyrie, I think he was driving baseline. I don't know how he saw LeBron, and he hit him right in the chest, and he fucking had a runway for y'all. But fun game, man. That was that was dope. All right, we'll let you get back to it. I know you got, I know you got some grinding to do on 2K. I'm shocked that I feel like if I was you, I'd, I'd pay like four people to get my guy, get all my badges. But you're really out there. I told you I like the grind, man. I like the grind, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Appreciate you checking in, though, buddy. Nah, man. You have a good one, man. You be safe over there and happy holidays. And uh, we'll be back. Check in with y'all soon, man. ETC's out.